Hey guys, welcome to the Rooted in Logos podcast. My name is Brad. This week's episode is a bonus episode. It is not counting towards our episode count. Austin is working through getting his house sold and just going through some of the family stuff that kind of goes along with moving. I am about to go on vacation for about two weeks, so we decided to take the month of August off from our normal content. However, we didn't want to just not release anything. So this last weekend, myself, our friend Simon, and our friend Atticus, who have been on our show a couple of times, we sat down, we recorded something that we think is really fun. We really enjoyed it. It got a little serious in a couple of spots. I wasn't quite expecting that, but we are thrilled with how this episode turned out. So that is what you're going to get this week. And then we will be back in September with new content. So our first episode is going to be a vision casting episode. We're going to kind of tell you about what we are looking at doing, some of our goals, some of the content we want to be releasing. And we're really excited about that. We're kind of going to revamp some stuff, keep the same format, but we're going to kind of change and evolve and kind of add some new wrinkles into the mix. And so we're pretty stoked. So we'll be looking forward to releasing that in the first week of September. Until then, I hope this holds you guys over. It's a lot of fun again. A special, just kind of fun episode. And it's not going to be heavily edited. So I'm kind of just releasing this one raw, which is not something we normally do. But I hope you guys enjoy it. Bear with us. So, of course, there's going to be some oohs and ahs and ums and uhs. And in this case, like my dog in the background, we got a toilet running at one point with the water, like a waterfall sound. Pretty funny. But it's going to be a raw edit. So I hope you guys enjoy. We will see you guys in September. Do us a favor. Jump on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a like and a follow. Give us a five-star review on Apple if you haven't done that. Let's try to get to 100 followers by the time we hit September, and we'll have some fun stuff to go along with that. So just do that for us. Thank you all so much for your support. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. We will see you guys soon. Stay rooted. Welcome, everybody. Rooted in Logos podcast. Bonus episode number one. Bonus. Bonus episode number one. So here, here's kind of what's going on today or, or this week. Austin and I um, are kind of looking at revamping, kind of relaunching, starting in September, kind of vision casting and doing some things. And he asked if we could take a break for August. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. And then I immediately regretted saying yes. And <laughs> because we had our biggest month ever in July. So we took one week off. Austin is going to take the month of August off. He's got a lot going on at home. And I'm going to record a couple special episodes with some friends. And we're going to have some fun. It's going to be just kind of goofy. Nothing super serious. Nothing over the top. But just hopefully something entertaining. It's going to entertain me. So I really don't care what it does for you all. No. But uh, so today I'm joined by two of the coolest people in the catalog universe, uh, Atticus and his brother, Simon. Hey guys. Simon, you know very well. He's been on multiple times. Atticus has been on once uh-huh. so far. Yep. I thought so. I was, yep. Someone was asking if you've been on before. Yeah. 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 Not very. Something like that. Um, Oddly enough, Simon's not loud enough, which is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I go lower for there the podcast is. so that Brad could control my volume. <laughs> uh, so we are recording in Simon's basement, and the waterfall you hear in the background is not just for ambiance. It is apparently a running toilet that <laughs> they haven't been able to catch yet. It's a waterfall. There's a waterfall in the basement. <laughs> yeah. We have very expensive house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's a little echoey in here. So it's going to sound a little wonky, but it's cool. Like it's gonna We're shooting fun. in Lanesville. Shooting we're in doing the pod in Lanesville finally. Yeah. So we are we are excited to do this. So here's what we're doing today. We are doing the, in my mind, definitive Christian movie bracket. And we are going to 
Also, definitely not in Brad's mind because he left off some movies. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about that in a second. So, not definitive, but. So, the definitive Christian movie bracket. I like doing brackets, and so I made up a a, a 16 team bracket, and we're going to pick the winner. We're going to pick the best Christian movie. Now, a little caveat, a couple of things. One, I left out a couple big hitters, right? I left out The Passion of the Christ. And, And one of the reasons why is because that was a big budget. People were behind it. Obviously, Mel Gibson and Jim Caviezel, two pretty big stars. Yeah, They were behind it. It was a massive undertaking. So, I honestly thought if I put that in there, it would win automatically. There is no, um, like, gospel, like, uh, retellings or tellings in this. There's no gospel of John, no son of God, no passion of the Christ. Right. Which is... I guess it's fine because it'd be like hard. Any of those are hard to beat because it's like it, Jesus. This is the actual gospel presented. Right, it's pretty cool, yeah. and that's why I left those out because yeah. it, it because of that reason and because they had the big budget behind it. They had all the the star power and mm-hmm. and I wanted to go with like the Christian movies that we all know and love and love to hate and love to rag on. You and, also left off surprisingly. I, they should be on here. Um, the retelling of Noah. Star- starring Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Uh, I honestly very forgot about that. Movie. that, that and then Christian Bale's <laughs> Exodus. Two very recent... Uh, yeah, Exodus I remember Exodus. Exodus. One, right? I haven't seen it. I, I don't oh, know. wait. It, that's called... Um, is it not called Exodus? It's not called Exodus. It's the... Uh, oh, I forget what Have you seen it? No, but it's, it's, not, it's called a weird name. It's like his is Hebrew it, name or something like that. It's, is it like Gods of... Is it Gods of Egypt or something? No, we'll have to look at Binker or no? No, it's not Binker. Ben Hur. You didn't put oh, Binker on there. So, so like Moses, you know, Ten Commandments, stuff like that's not in here. We yeah. we got your stereotypical Christian movies. And before we actually get to the bracket, I want to first of all, I'm going to put the bracket up when I post this episode on Wednesday, uh, and play along you can follow home. along. You can play along. You can disagree with us. I'd be really cool to get some feedback. That'd be yeah. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And. Defend your favorite movie. Defend your favorite movie. So, here's what we're going to do. I want to talk real quick about Christian movies in general. About our thoughts just on the general overall genre of Christian movies. Because I have some strong feelings. I'm sure you (laughs) do too. Uh, First of all, we are going to make fun of some of these movies. Okay? Mm -hmm. And and we're not trying to disparage... Maybe we are. (laughs) But we're not trying to necessarily disparage the people involved. Because I'm sure they had great Mm -hmm. intentions. But there are issues with a lot of these movies. Mm -hmm. And we want to laugh at them. Yeah. Uh, so keep in mind it's going to be very lighthearted. Don't get offended or do honestly. Don't <laughs> when uh, we initially got this text, I think it was phrased, "Do you want to like do a bracket for the worst Christian movie?" <laughs> and I was thinking about how negative that podcast was going to be. That right. we were like, "All right, well, this movie's clearly worse. Put it on to the next round." And like, we just have two garbage movies at the end, and we're like, "Fine over it." It turned into what's the best Christian movie, yeah. which I'm excited for. Because yeah, maybe, now we can maybe at the, the end of this, after we figure out what the best movie is, we'll go backwards. <laughs> go backwards. And we'll, or we'll, like, <laughs> all right, now what's the worst one? I have two in I, mind. I, I think I already do two. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> so in March, I think we need to just only do bracket podcasts. That'd like, be awesome. uh, Christian, <laughs> best 2005 Christian song. There you go. Um, <laughs> pastors, uh, maybe, a, maybe a very controversial, like, Books of the Bible, right? I don't oh. know <laughs> which book of the Bible is best. So, uh, and then maybe we go back to worst Christian movies in March. There we go. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Today. Okay. So overall, with Christian movies, mm-hmm. why are they terrible? Hmm. For um, the most part, not all the not all the time. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. 
why are they so bad for the most part? I have a couple thoughts, but I'd like to hear yours t- to start. Uh, on this list, there are, I would say, four to six genuinely good Christian movies uh, that I would pop in and enjoy. And then we kind of point to the Ten Commandments as as one that has stood the test of time. Right. Um, Passion of the Christ, I don't enjoy watching it. I don't know of anyone that enjoys watching it, uh, but it's a great movie for like solid. Uh, my yeah. wife is watching Schindler's List right now. It's not a an enjoyable experience, but like <laughs> it's a great yeah. <laughs> it's my a, Schindler's List. I'm by the way. not yeah. Brad's copy. Uh, I'm not watching it, but Lori is watching it. So it's like um, anyway. So it's not that it's been impossible to put out good Christian movies. Um, I don't have the quote. It was something I meant to grab. We're in Lanesville. We don't have internet. Um, <laughs> But I believe it is, it is 1998 in this house. Yes. I just want you to know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was born. Uh, I believe the Kirk brothers, who did a couple of these movies, uh, have said before that they are more worried about presenting the gospel or kind of preaching a movie through their sermon than putting out a quality movie. Now, that's definitely a paraphrase. You can maybe look at the quote, but I think that's probably where the problem runs into for a lot of these movies because you can look at budget. They got money. Uh, you can look at uh, a few other, like um, the Bible stories are excellent stories. They're, they're exciting stories. Yeah. They should be told in exciting ways. Uh, so like those aren't the two problems. It's sort of the mindset behind the writers of the movies. And we'll kind of get into that with a few of these movies, how some things were put over other things that could have been better. Right. Yeah. You can definitely take good stuff out of like most movies. Like I, I love, um, Olivia, my wife, her grandma will watch all of these movies. And then like afterward, she can't do, she just talks about it like for forever. She'll just bring up this movie, how good it was. And I'm over here like, yeah, I felt like that was pretty, uh, you know, wasn't a great movie. I wasn't into that. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was, it wasn't that accurate. Like wasn't biblical, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for her, she's like just watching someone like War Room, for example, is all about prayer and stuff and the power of prayer and, mm-hmm. and she takes that and then she just immediately applies it to her life. And it's like, Oh, I just built my own closet. And now I'm like praying better. And it's like, well, that's amazing. Like, that's awesome. If we want to, you know, go at the theology of it or like, you know, stuff like that, we can go at it. But there's definitely like small things you can take away. Mm -hmm. Uh, My biggest thing that I've not, I don't like about them is usually they're like cliches. Like uh, the atheist in it is the really mean guy. And it's like, not every atheist is a jerk. Like there are some nice mm-hmm. guys out there who right. just don't agree with you. The- on theology. We will talk about that particular issue very soon in the yeah. bracket <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, of Christian and every Christian movie is a representation of Jesus, which <laughs> isn't always true for Christians. Right. Uh, and then a bad guy or atheist or whoever it is in every movie is like Satan. Yeah. And it's like, that's not always true of every atheist. Yeah. And so that's, that's sort of a big problem that Christian movies run into is they're too gung ho on having these almost perfect looking Christian characters and presenting what a Christian should look like instead of what a Christian always does look like. Yeah. I think it goes hand in hand with some of the issues with like Christian music, contemporary mm-hmm. Christian music, where it's very surface level. You know, I think of that that comedy sketch that John Christ and Aaron Weber did where they talk where they're music executives, right? And they're yeah. talking about we need more water references. We yeah. need vague struggles. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I think that is such a cliche yeah. thing that Atticus was talking about in 
a lot of these Christian movies. They have the vague struggles and, you know, oh, I might have a beer and I shouldn't. I'm, I'm 19. You know, yeah. like stuff like that that, okay, yeah, we do face those temptations from time to time, but mm-hmm. like, let's get into the nitty gritty. Like, let's actually dive into what life actually looks like. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's a movie, so I understand that, I mean, we, we all like Marvel, so like, yeah. that's not super realistic by any means, mm-hmm. but I think the goal of Christian movies is to, you know, share a good story about some solid mm-hmm. biblical truths and we need to do a better job of it. Now, there's a couple reasons why I think this doesn't work and doesn't happen. I do think budget can be part of the problem where they don't have the Hollywood backing because mm-hmm. Hollywood won't back it, mm-hmm. right? They don't have the Hollywood backing and the people that are backing them are probably putting in too many studio notes that are right. hurting the quality of the movie. Exactly. is and- is what budget probably is. Because like you can look at the budget of a lot of these movies and you're like, that has the same budget as a Oscar winning Hollywood movie. So why isn't it? Yeah, better? why doesn't that perform the same? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the acting, of course, is never going to be as quality for the mm-hmm. most part because, again, similar to like what the Daily Wire is doing, like Hollywood actors won't t- if they want a career, they won't touch these movies mm-hmm. because they immediately get blacklisted. Right? Like mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid has been in a few of these, and he's in a couple of the ones that we're on. Like he's not doing anything. In Hollywood anymore, aside from Christian movies. Now, to be fair, he had a long career beforehand, so he probably made all his money and he's good, right? Mm -hmm. But he can't, most likely, can't work again in a major motion picture because he's in these Christian movies. So I think there's that's part of the problem, and I I think like companies like the Daily Wire are trying to fix that. They're not doing obviously Christian movies necessarily, but they're trying to put out entertainment that's Hollywood quality Mm -hmm. with not preaching at you. Yeah. These other messages. So mm-hmm. I think that has been an obstacle for a lot of these films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that could be a major deep dive in, into yeah. that. And I don't. And it's not an obstacle for some of the better films. That's true. Which, which we'll definitely talk about. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get into this list. So uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Yeah. We're going to dive into it. We're going to start off. And like I said, we're going to have some fun here. We're going to kind of roast some of these and maybe and, and really go. So we're going to start... Uh, I'm ready to fight. I brought my boxing gloves <laughs> for this one. We're going to start in the top left corner of the bracket. This is going to be your... I didn't really seed these in like a traditional college basketball mm-hmm. seeding system, but you're going to have some heavy hitters in here that people love, people love to hate, mm-hmm. and there might be some controversy. I, I wanted to make sure we had three people on this episode because we don't want to tie. We want to yeah. have a definitive answer. Mm-hmm. Atticus was my third, and yeah. I had to drag him here kicking and screaming. And so, <laughs> I just don't have – I haven't watched many of these, and I don't have a very strong opinion as far as any movie goes for the most part. And I, mean, I know Simon and Brad have very strong opinions. So I have very strong opinions on movies I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> if they disagree, I am here for the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they have to convince me that, like, no, this movie is definitely better, and then I'll be like, all right. So I think on. there is one movie that's on this list that none of us have seen. And, and we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, but that there's will two be or three I haven't. But there's uh, one yeah. for sure I haven't seen, okay. and I have strong opinions on it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fun thing about Christian movie trailers is they do show the whole movie. So <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was good to, to watch every movie well, last. That's the thing is like they're super predictable. Like, could you imagine watching a Christian movie where it's like? Oh, the pastor's a serial killer? What? <laughs> like, no one comes to Jesus at the end. They all become atheists. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. It's pretty predictable of like, oh, yeah, God always comes through, which is awesome. Like, yeah, that's 
pretty accurate guy. And on an ambiguous altar call. What about that? (laughs) Right. Okay, but God always does come through in his way, not ours. So, like, sometimes God comes through with the death of someone. Sometimes Mm -hmm. God comes through with things that don't make sense to us and we don't necessarily quote unquote like yeah. these are always right. like this is the best case scenario for right now to be fair <laughs> american movies as a whole yeah are usually like that you are usually like that even the big hollywood flicks the girl gets the guy and and they fall in love and everyone's happy at the end like yeah. that's yeah. pretty common typical american thing so you know but yes they will and we're going to talk about this in the very first uh matchup here they let's will do it. can we just do it yeah let's just do it let's so the first matchup is god's not dead versus the shack um, now we lumped all of God's Not Dead into one okay. thing. Uh, okay. To be fair, I've only seen the first one because Same. Same. why would I watch the other ones? Yeah, Atticus, have you seen more than just the first one? Uh, I don't think I have seen the second one, just the first one. Like, so we could just be talking about the first one. We could be talking about the yeah, first yeah. one. So, but they do look progressively what worse. Was, what was number two? Maybe I have seen number two. Number two, what if is, I'm going by the trailers, a teacher mentions God in the classroom and oh, gets yeah, sued yeah, and goes it. to court. Yeah. And someone that doesn't believe in God, like Sabrina, the, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, but like her lawyer or, makes a case yeah. for God in the courtroom. I haven't seen the movie. Third one, the through line pastor in all these movies becomes the main character, and like his church is getting burned down or something. Is it Kevin and, Sorbo? And then the, no, Kevin Sorbo dies in like the first one. Oh, okay, and then the fourth one, <laughs> it looks like it's about homeschooling. Oh, Which, okay, I've only seen one and two. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I dead in the home my school. wife was very offended when she heard there was a fourth one. She was yeah, like, about what? Homeschooling? <laughs> what homeschooler? Like, arguing with their mom. Like, <laughs> uh, Oh my gosh, it's a mom versus a homeschooler. <laughs> the mom's like, I've taught him too well. He's an atheist, though. <laughs> like, he's offended. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Look, so with God's Not Dead, at least, okay, at least in the second one, you have a little bit of star power behind it. You have. Melissa Joan Hart, mm-hmm. right? The, the the Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, yeah, a she, show that Atticus and I definitely watched. Yeah, uh, of totally course. Yeah, he totally watched, watched that. that. Nope. <laughs> what what, what, uh, <laughs> what is the number at the front of the year that you were born, Atticus? Two, 2000. There's a two. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. <laughs> so young. Uh, anyway, so God's Not Dead. We're going to spoil this because we've both we've all seen this first one at least. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there, so we'll, we'll spoil our alerts yeah. if you haven't seen it. We'll just tell you how it goes. So, basically, kid goes into cla- a college classroom. Professor says, you need to write this down. God's dead. Or God is dead. Or yeah, so something it's like the, that. It's the Times cover. God is dead. God is dead. Yeah. And, and he... And this, of course, this there's only one Christian in that room, apparently. And he's like, I'm not writing this down. And Professor's like, you're going to fail. Then they go through this whole struggle. And at the end, the professor gets hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And as he's about to die, comes to Christ. And the newsboys are in there somewhere, and I think because the they Duck have the Dynasty song. people is in and there the Duck too. Dynasty people, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was um, an interesting cameo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so talk about what's against, and then let's let's box, let's fight. So, it, so it goes up against the Shack. Now, the Shack is probably the one movie on this list that actually had a decent amount of money and star power behind it. Because it had, um, uh, what's her name, Oct- Octavia Spencer, is that, I think, is, yeah. is, is, I think that's her name. She's in it, and she's actually a pretty well-known actress and mm-hmm. she's actually in a couple movies I, I do enjoy mm-hmm. so it had some star power behind it um based on the book i can't remember the guy who wrote it but based on the book the shack um i haven't read the book oh i hear a baby oh. <laughs> Peter's crying. better than a dog <laughs> that's fair <laughs> so 
I watched this movie in theaters. Uh, a couple friends of mine dragged me to see it, and I was thoroughly underwhelmed. And, and and I don't remember specifically why I really disliked it, but I know it was theology based. Yeah. D- does anybody have any insight onto exactly why I didn't like it? Because I can't remember. Because yeah, it's been I a long time. I didn't watch it, but whenever I, I watched the trailer for it and I read about it, and it was an interesting like plot. Like, okay, that's you know, kind of cool about forgiveness and stuff like that. But then it got to where they got to the Octavia, you know, whatever scene. And I guess he's in like heaven or something and like flowers are opening up. And it was just like, this is really, it was just like very interesting how it just went from like one thing to another. Very uh, confusing to me, I guess. It, the trailer. It I had no idea what was going on. It almost felt like you're, you're on some sort of hallucinogenic while you're yeah. watching it. Because it's a very yeah. trippy and spacey movie, I think. And, yeah. And it... it if I remember right, it almost had a like love wins type feeling mm-hmm. to it where we're all going to be in heaven someday because love's going to ultimately win mm-hmm. down because a loving God wouldn't send anyone to hell. And it just had a lot of deep theological problems. While the movie was well made and, and pretty well acted, it just left me like, this is the wrong message. Like, this is yeah. not what we should be, you know, yeah. talking about and preaching. So if we're going to vote between these two, which is the name of the game here. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately, with a little bit of a knot in my stomach, have to pick God's Not Dead. Only because... To go through to the next round? To go through to the next round. Only because it it isn't as theologically egregious as The Shack. Okay. Like, it, it's cheesy, it's corny, it's yeah. really dumb and predictable. Cliche, and again, yeah. that, that whole deathbed conversion on the, in the middle of a street... Yeah. Just that's took me out I, of it completely. That's what I like hate about done. it. Is it's like portrayed as this movie that's like this proves God. Like this is evidence. And then it was like they had one argument. No one won in it. But the end thing was that like the guy's about to die, and he's like, "Oh, this is my last chance." I guess it was like, okay, so you didn't really prove anything about God then, like right? Like any any of the other students in that class. It became a personal dead, so. thing for the professor instead of an argument over does God exist between like. Like he, like the student, like want to make it personal. Like, why, why do you hate God? It's like because there's arguments for why God exists outside of someone might hate God. Like, um, so that fun thought. So you say God's not dead goes on to the same. I round. would, I would say it goes because on to the same round. Just because I the shack. I did predict this, by the way. I, I knew I was going to come in here having to fight Brad because <laughs> first of all. Uh, the shack. I did not get God's Not Dead uh, on tomato score. The shack comes in with twenty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics or audience? Critics. Okay. Audience was seventy six percent. But audience is always skewed. Um, here's some here's some quotes from critics that that I took screenshots of uh, for the shack. Touchy feeling new age therapy runs headlong into evangelical Christianity in the shack. Um, making a sincere film about religious faith is a tricky tr- thing to pull off. And this folksy dose of misguided manipulation demonstrates many of the common pitfalls. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> perhaps there are Christians who will appreciate the shack's Oprah-fied universal heaven, wherein no bad deed goes punished. But it made us pine for the book of Job, God, to spitefully <laughs> hurl Leviathans and behemoths. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I was trying to find like really good quotes to go along with some of these movies. I like that one, though. Um, I have... So, so if Atticus wants to be the tiebreaker... Um, I think God's not dead. We is dead uh, in this first round. Okay. Um, and and here's why. Here's why. <laughs> um, on top of every everything wrong with Christian movies is representing God's not dead. I would agree. Um, with that. too many plot lines. You have about seven plot lines happening. Uh, they they get you to watch it because they're like 
newsboys are in it and Duck Dynasty, and they're both in it for like half a scene. Yeah. Um, no, there's a there's a really riveting scene with Duncan from the newsboys who showed off his acting chops very mm. well. Well. Well, did you bring a, did you bring a uh, pen down here, by the way? What? Did you bring a pen down here? I did not bring any pens down here. Um, anyway, uh, where else was... Okay, so here is why God's not dead, I think. Because I talked to an ex-Christian who talked about God's not dead and how it, like, and how it turned her off of Christianity. Okay. Uh, and, like, how, like... Um, and some... This person, I don't have their name, made a video about Christian music and Christian movies and why both of them don't don't always turn out good. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're good to watch if you can find that two-part series. And he talked about how he was at a Winter Jam concert and they played the trailer for God's Not Dead. And like everyone, when the atheist showed up on the screen, like booed at the concert. And he was like, imagine taking your atheist friend to this concert yeah. mm-hmm. and like it promotes every bad thing. So I'm like, I do not like the guys not dead series because it makes uh, in real life, Christians and non-Christians are bad guys. And in God's not dead, Christians are these white knights that are trying, that are like so great. Mm-hmm. And the atheists are all bad guys. And imagine trying to show your atheist friend, this movie to be like, look, God is real. And they're like, no, I just, don't like you guys even more because of how you portray everything. So while the shack might be theologically worse, I think it's probably does less, less offensive yeah. and de- does less damage because if you're theologically sound, you're like, okay, this is dumb. And if you're not theologically sound, you're like, okay, that was trippy, <laughs> trippy or hard to watch. Or yeah. Yeah. you might even like have a conversation with your Christian friend afterwards and being like, oh, that was that I could see like Christianity working that way. And you could be like, well, it doesn't exactly work that way, but like there is a loving God portrayed. Um, so anyway, I'm, I'm right. anti God. So, yeah. here's, here, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to change my mind on this for the purpose of letting Atticus decide <laughs> okay. the tiebreaker, but I think Simon may have changed my mind, but it's well, fine. We're going to go with, go yeah, with I was going to say the whole thing about it being inaccurate. I thought it was pretty inaccurate until Olivia went to college. She went to U of L and basically described her professor, one of her professors as the professor from God's Not Dead. Just like total jerk about all things, like completely condemning Christianity. He just thinks it's like stupid. He even like, and we were engaged at the time and he made fun of like Christians who waited till marriage to have sex. And we were like, what? Like, that's so lame. So he, whenever that happened, I was like, okay, maybe these like atheist professors are like really jerks. But I do think Simon's right. For me, if it is a movie that could possibly hurt someone or hinder someone's view of Christianity, and make it seem like it's something that's not, then yeah, like I, I would rather take the confusion of the shack. So I had Guys Not Dead um, as the worst one of the okay. entire. So the shack the moves on. Bracket, I had Guys Not Dead as the worst. Movie. I'm there so sorry, brother. No, it's okay. You didn't ruin it because honestly, like that argument that you laid out was like, oh, that actually makes a lot, yeah. way more coherent than mine. Yeah. So I. I I am okay with this one. The Shack Don't, and Gaza Dead up against any of these other movies would lose, by the way. Yeah. It's not gonna I would make, agree with the that. The Shack's not making it very far. No. But <laughs> I don't know. Well, though. we have some theologically sound movies coming up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So here we go for the next for the next uh, matchup in this two. bracket. The two Left Behind series. All right. So you have Left Behind starring Nicolas Cage, the one and only. All right. And then you have the Left Behind starring Kurt Cameron. Now, I think Kirk Cameron had three films, right? And Nick Cage had one. 
I remember seeing advertisements for the Left Behind video game based off of the book and the movies. Yeah. Oh, I had, a, I, I had a Left Behind board game when I was a kid. Wow. The, the Left Behind series was something that I don't remember, like, the phenomenon of, but, like, it got huge. Like, people were into it. So, we... I think my generation specifically, mm-hmm. we all got our eschatology, which is the study of end times. Mm-hmm. We all got our eschatology from left behind. Mm, yeah. Like legitimately. Because they so had. That's why you guys all mess up. Maybe, <laughs> honestly. Because we had like, I want to say 45 or 50 kids' books yeah. Yeah. that followed a kids' mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. And then we had the adult series. And, and I read almost all of the kids' books, and I definitely read all the adult books. Well, I actually got grounded one summer and literally could do nothing for an entire summer. And that's what I did was I read Left Behind. So, Brad, and you've been open on this podcast about, like, you're not um, concrete in your eschatology. Or, like, not. not even, like, you're not even mixing the concrete. You're still, like, the powdered mix for, like, yeah. for like your eschatology, <laughs> so which is fine. I think that's yeah. probably f- healthy for most Christians to be like, oh, I don't... Uh, I don't, it's not the most important thing in the world to me. So what saved you from, or like what brought you from like left behind is all there is to like, uh, maybe, maybe there's, maybe maybe not because you're from the generation. Yeah. So So it actually was about maybe seven years ago, eight years ago. Mm -hmm. So I was still, I was in my twenties. Like I was still older and we did a series at my church in South Carolina called left behind because it was right when Nick Cage movie came out and he, he, laid out for about four weeks why he believed that particular line of thinking and line of eschatology is inaccurate. Now, again, I'm not subscribing to his thoughts and his mm-hmm. points of view necessarily because I, I don't really yeah. know. But it allowed me to really start questioning it because he brought up some really good points. For mm-hmm. example, he and that church taught that the rapture is not actually biblical and that it came out of or it came about in a similar way the Book of Mormon did. Mm-hmm. Was someone putting their head in, in, in a hat and with seeing stones and reporting what they quote-unquote saw yeah. in the hat. And that's what the, where the rapture came about, according to this line of thinking. And, and so I, I just don't know. And so yeah. it threw doubt for me. And, right. and doubt I just haven't wrestled with. Yeah. So I, I just mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. Oh, cool. Um, I, I can't give you a definitive answer. Else, right. you know. But... That being said, let's talk about these movies, all right? So I've only seen the trailer of the Nick Cage version. I was actually planning on watching it this week, yep. but time kind of time kind of got away from me, and I, I didn't get it done. But I have I am very passionate that the Nick Cage version should go through. Not as someone that's seen the movie because I have not. Um, apparently, none of us have seen the Nick Cage version, um, but it has Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it does have. Nicolas if you Cage. told me, let's watch this movie with Kirk Cameron. Or maybe the same movie, but we replace Kirk Cameron with Nicolas Cage. We're going to watch Nicolas Cage, right? <laughs> if we could replace... No, no shots against Kirk Cameron. He seems like a great guy. He's also but actually doing some really good documentary work. If like, we could replace Kirk Cameron in every movie with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> I would watch every Kirk Cameron movie. That's not a question for me. I mean, I can't... I, I, I can't... I can't fault that reasoning. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would do the same thing. I do find it very interesting that that a, a man who recently put out a movie with I want to say like twenty seven f bombs in it, the the, the newest mm-hmm. Nick Cage movie, uh, Unbearable Weight yeah. of Massive Town or whatever, which I haven't watched, but a man who put that out put out a movie about 
being left behind. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> I thought that was interesting. It was too. an was odd like, choice when for me. Nick Cage was making left behind. I was like, why? Like, why <laughs> he had a he very down time in his career. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> but he bounced back apparently, right? With has he? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> the, his big blockbuster movie is like a parody about his own life. That's, that's true. <laughs> like, that's not a bounce back. <laughs> maybe he's more self-aware now. Maybe Nick about Cage that. starring. The, Nick Cage. He's <laughs> entering the Keanu Reeves portion of his career where the internet's accepted him for who he is, and now like is rooting for him and everything he does. He just hasn't got John Wick yet. He hasn't right. got John he need, Wick. He needs yeah, a John right. Wick. Yeah. National um, Treasure wasn't that for him? It might have been, but yeah. like that's a bummer because <laughs> there's no National Treasure 3 down the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> they set it up, though, for yeah, the aliens. They, they set it up. Yeah. But but no, okay, so Kirk Cameron Left Behind, I have seen. It's been years, don't get me wrong. I've yep, seen all three same. of them. In fact, I am 90% confident I have them on my movie wall. Wow. I, I feel like they're there. Okay. So I was... Man, when those came out, I was like maybe 12 or whatever. I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. It's the best movie ever. I was so excited. So we got to be forward thinking here. We got to pick a movie that will beat The Shack. Okay. Um, will your Kirk Cameron Left Behind movies beat The Shack in the next round? <laughs> or will Nick Cage movie we haven't seen be in our final four? <laughs> so, so, from watching the trailer, like the Nick Cage, it looked almost just like the same as the Kirk Cameron. It almost right? seems shot for shot. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. So I was like, I guess like, yeah, Kyle and Simon's reasoning is what I aligned with was like, okay. I would watch a Kirk, like Nick Cage movie over Kirk Cameron in the day. So, <laughs> no, right. Kirk Cameron, like, <laughs> we're doing this. We are, we're doing this. Sure. Nick, Cage, Nick Cage goes through to the next round. I'll yeah. shut up for the next two movies. So, <laughs> so Nick Cage no, was, and The Shack are our first two Elite Eight members. So, we're going to go down to the next yes. region. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the All left right. side of the bracket, the next uh, over, or the next number one seed, I guess, in, the, in this side of the bracket is Fireproof, another Kirk Cameron blockbuster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, versus War Room. Another the, Kurt Brun- this Kurt is, Brun- so I dubbed this the, um, there's something wrong in your marriage off. Yes. This is a yeah. something that's wrong in your marriage like portion of the, the bracket. So have we all seen both of these? Yep. No, I've seen no. War Room. You've and seen War Room. my okay. wife and her family are very passionate about Fireproof. So mm. when we, when my wife and I did this bracket, just the two of us for fun, uh, she defended uh, Fox. You lost. Uh, I <laughs> said you get to pick, and oh. she thinks the world is smaller in War Room, and they really love Fireproof. So for her, Fireproof went on to the next round, okay. and so I'm going to represent her in this. I don't know what, where you You're two going. Go. Fireproof. Okay. Yeah. So here's my issue with Fireproof. It, it, take out the Kirk Cameron factor because apparently we all despise Kirk Cameron. Gloria, oh, close no. your ears. <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> and we can replace Kirk Cameron with, with Nick Cage. <laughs> I mean, that would be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> so I understand what Fireproof is trying to do. Okay? I understand the, the, the porn addiction that really just destroys your life. Yeah. And, and I think that's completely valid. I think it's completely fair. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to take that. I think the message is fine. I have no issues with what Fireproof is saying mm-hmm. and, and what it's teaching. Yeah. Good with it. So... Next thing. I'm going to go with the script and the acting. Um, Kirk Cameron, close your ears. <laughs> again, Kirk Cameron's doing some great things in the documentary side of the world. All right? He's doing some good things on the nonfiction thing, and I'm, I'm team Kirk Cameron. Let's yeah. go. This movie, though. The, the amount of overacting cannot be stated enough in yeah. Fireproof. All right? 
the whole scene where he just takes a baseball bat to his computer. The best scene. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like the climactic scene in the movie, right? <laughs> He's just out there ripping away at his computer now. Old man's like, honey, stay away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of okay with it because I do think it, it shows, hey, we need to maybe take this porn problem seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get mm-hmm. that. But man, that was, that was a lot. That was okay. very... <laughs> But it did. It had that predictable ending. It, it Everything worked out in the end. They were cool. So, go on to War Room. And it's been a long time since I've seen both of these, so I might be fuzzy on some of my uh, uh, things I actually wrote. I think I wrote notes on War Room. No, I didn't. Okay, so... <laughs> so, War Room, again, what's wrong with your marriage? It, it's a husband and wife that are, you know, fighting in front of their kid. Their marriage is falling apart. The husband's out of town a lot. I, you know, I, I don't remember. Was there infidelity in, in War Room? Was that a thing? Um, I can't remember. Simon, um, infidelity in war room. Do you remember? I don't remember. If I don't there remember was. either. Either way, the the, the woman, uh, the wife's a real estate agent. She goes to talk to this older lady about selling her house, and she said, "This is my this is my favorite room in the house. This is my war room." And she's yeah. got all these prayers posted and all that stuff. So, okay, yeah, you, you're talking my memory. So yeah, so she started praying for her husband, got really into prayer, and then he was going to cheat on her. I'm pretty sure at, okay. at dinner, and then she was praying for him. He was like, "I got to get out of here," kind of thing. Okay, and he went back and told told her, that and he restoration, and every, yeah, everybody, the family's all better. Yeah, the woman mm-hmm. almost got robbed, but then in the name of Jesus, she didn't. Okay. These two movies are like one thing I like about both of them, and some Christian movies in general that are kind of in this vein that we'll be talking about is they present something for Christians to do. Um, war room, it was like, is there a prayer room in your house? And it's like, that's a really good question. And that's, uh, no, there's not <laughs> like, there's not, but it's yeah. like, now that we're talking about it, I'm like, there should, we could have a prayer room in this house. Um, and then, uh, fireproof introduced love dare, um, which right. is, which is really awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, I, I do, about that. I, I do like that. that both of them introduce something like take yeah. this out of the movie and yeah. do it. Um, that's all I have to say. Like, you guys can keep fighting about War Room. Both these are made by the uh, Kirk Brothers? Or is that- I don't know. Cause I think they're both made by the, the, the guy, The courageous and uh, facing the Giants guy doesn't show up. So I don't know if he, if he, they're the Kirk Brothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he is in like everyone. Yeah. But yeah, maybe they just didn't have the same. Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought they were both made by them though. So my one issue with War Room on a theological level is it does feel like they have the whole prayer will make everything work out in your favor vibe to it. Now again, that could just be a movie thing where everything does work out in the end, just like every American movie, uh-huh. everything kind of works out in the end for the yeah. protagonist and whatnot. But it does feel like okay, is it sending that message? That being said, I'm actually going to go War Room simply because kind of what Simon was saying. I like the challenging your prayer life because I think as yeah. Christians that is yep. probably one of our weakest points. Mm universally is our prayer life because we don't necessarily believe that prayer changes things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, this is getting way more serious than I thought it was going to, but <laughs> this is great. It's okay. So, but I, like, like I the good of these movies. Yeah. So I listened to it. an episode actually recently of, of John Cooper's podcast and it was about prayer and he's like, man, I have been, you know, lacking in my faith when it comes to prayer. Like mm-hmm. I don't pray with the faith that God can and yeah. will yeah. do something and step in and intervene again, may not be how we necessarily want it to happen, but he does mm-hmm. prayer changes things. And we see that all throughout scripture. Mm-hmm. So because of the, like Simon says that challenge for Christians to do something, 
I got to go War Room. Simon's at Fireproof. Atticus, you're the tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree with Brad on that, that it's like the fact that it's just like what's needed more in the American culture is prayer and Fireproof is like very, both of them have great things coming out of it. So it's like, I actually really like mm-hmm. both the movies I think are better for Christian movies, like for the sake yeah. of, for, and for Christians. They're better for Christians. But um, yeah, I just felt like War Room is like, hey, this is like prayer is powerful. Let's take it more seriously. Like this can do great things for the whole, for the church, for the, for the world. You know, we're talking about, I, I talk about missions and stuff. I don't make missions happen without prayer. Like we can't do missionary work without prayer. We need God on our side and, and prayer is just effective that way. Yeah. That, and then I think one of my, one thing that I remember vividly is that the older woman in war room, she was getting uh, robbed at gunpoint, I think something like that. And, she literally just looks at him and she's like, in the name of Jesus, like, drop the gun or like, go away or something like that. And he does. And I, it's always gotten, like, it's always in the back of my head of like, if someone pointed a gun at me, I would like to say my first reaction would be like, in the name of Jesus. Like, I would like to say that. Like, but on, that's on the, the whole faith thing is yeah. like, oh man, like, where, where is that faith? On that, the like, surface, I roll my eyes at that scene. But then you yeah. actually start thinking about it like, Man, that is that is that's a level of faith that yeah. we should have. Yeah, to be able to say you're not going to do this. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think both of them are great, uh, but I just think War Room definitely had more of a benefit for the Christian for the church in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Fireproof mainly hit like men for the most part, and War Room can hit both genders. So I, I will say for War Room. Um, I I only did this for a little while, but there's something called a fantasy movie league where you like where they have a website and if you score enough points, they like give you like money and like prizes and stuff. Uh, and so I played this for a little while whenever War Room came out, and it was like a cheat code because like you get to fill up your theater and they like price out how much money you can spend on like movies, and War Room would always be really cheap, and then every weekend it just made the most money for like a whole summer, essentially. Yeah. Like it was huge it, for, for Christians. Like they kept going back to see it and non-Christians had to talk about war room because of how popular it was. Which by them. the way is why I, I'm so critical of a lot of these Christian movies, especially your God's not dead mm, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. because there is such a desire from the church to have movies. We can go watch and take our families to and their quality and they have a good message and they're not nasty. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a there's a need for that, and some of these movies don't do a good job of filling that need. Yeah, sure. yeah. But War Room obviously did. Uh, so War Room goes on. Go, Room. Sorry, Kurt Cameron, you are now out of this bracket yeah. in he, the first round. He's done. Wow, he's done. This is one of the more one of the more heavy hitters. One of the more heavy hitters. So we gotta we gotta push through these. Obviously, the next few rounds will be quicker because we don't have to rehash the movies anymore. Okay. But all right, so here we go. To save a life. Versus courageous. So to save a life, kid, basketball so player. So this is your a minor is going to die in the first act. Yeah, that's that's this uh, theme. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a suicide in yeah. no uh, school shooting. I think it was a suicide. Suicide and to save a life. Um, and yeah, I think I think it was a suicide. I it was like an attempted. I, I think I think he kills himself in the middle of the hallway. So it's technically uh. a school shooting. Technically, suicide. yeah, but like it's a school shooting of someone's self, like, yeah. Um, but those go record as school shootings, which we don't have to go into. Yeah. Um, but uh, I need yeah. to rewatch that. I haven't seen To Save a Life. It's one that, like, I like whenever we were going through, 
I was told we were going to make this, I asked Brad to put it on the list, like kind of in the fourth quarter, because I remembered it, and I was like, this movie was a big deal, and it's one that I want to rewatch and maybe show the youth group. Yeah. Because... Uh, I, I remember it, it like, hits all your, your stereotypical teenage issues, right? Yeah. It hits suicide. It hits mental health. Yeah, it hits drugs, uh, teen alcohol. pregnancy. It hits drugs and alcohol. It goes, it hits abortion. Like it hits all yeah. of the it things. It goes realer than most of the Christian it really movies does. choose oh, yeah. to go. It's actually kind of uh, gritty. Like there's, yeah, there's some yeah, grit definitely. to it. I remember like they showed like the, they did it like, it wasn't graphic, but like, they had a sex scene in it and like as a christian i was like whoa like that came out like most christian movies like fade to black and this one they had like a silhouette and stuff i was like whoa what in the world they had yeah. it had drinking and it had like it had flawed christians yeah which was yeah. exciting yeah um it yeah. did because yeah. i remember it had those in the, the preacher's youth group, kid the preacher's kid was yeah. a pot, pothead yeah like and, and, and he was tattling on the youth minister for like helping this guy with the teen pregnancy and stuff right yeah yeah, so it, it, it got pretty gritty. Yeah. Um, my one problem that may throw this whole one into question is one of the kind of baseline storylines in this is this kid's a basketball player. The protagonist is a basketball player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he commits to, play for to the University of Louisville. And <laughs> that stupid bird with teeth shows up in the movie multiple times. That, that stupid red bird with the teeth. and the th- My favorite thing is his girlfriend not being able to say Louisville. Yeah, She's calling good. it like Louisville the whole time. <laughs> so I have to keep that in the back of my mind as I make this vote. Uh, when Because that almost took me out of the movie completely. Okay, but Let, then, but let's then, talk some Courageous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Courageous. It's Courageous. So Courageous is another one of those pretty stereotypical things. It has some good family stuff in it. Courageous also came out as a big hitter for Christian. It, it was huge. Yeah, it was huge. It, it has it, like Fireproof and Worm. It had yep. the book that went along with it. The, yeah. the men's challenge and the women's challenge. Yep. Um, and I, I remember Courageous had some like, maybe I need to rewatch it, but I remember enjoying that had action in it. Like they're yeah. cops. And they're so cops. They, there's like, some kind of genuine action in it too, so yeah. which was cool to see. Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, it does. It deals with tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. You have the little girl that, yeah. that dies early on in the movie, and, yeah. and him dealing with that, and kind of going through yeah. the grieving process, and um, uh, and it talks about a great theme that that we need again. We need today men being men, yeah. right? Men stepping up and leading their men families is. and doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, couldn't you have put this movie against the shack? I mean, it might eventually get there. I don't know. Could you have put it in like the early rounds? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a somewhat of a theme behind how I've grouped a lot of these. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so both, I think, again, kind of on the upper levels of the Christian movie world, right? They, yeah, they both have yeah. good good things. So I would let let's let Atticus start the voting with this. Yeah, one. I think. Uh, so I think that to save a life isn't as popular, obviously, in the church as courageous. It's not so talked about but uh and courageous has a lot of good stuff going for it and that like there is challenging stuff in it not everybody's perfect it's it actually is a pretty it's a good um movie like it really is um and it doesn't have a whole lot of like theologically incorrectness like or anything like that it's like this is actually it doesn't it just doesn't go into theology that much so it's it's good and it has a good challenge but as far as like if we go into acting or just what's a better movie I think to I think to save a life hits a lot more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at the end of it, like, well, I'm not going to spoil it because it really is a great. Go watch to save a life. Yeah, yeah. Right, seriously. Yeah. I actually encourage people like watch it. It 
Christians aren't perfect. And it very much shows that. And mm-hmm. as someone who like was in a youth group, but also in the high school and I went to high school with the people in the youth group, I knew like, ah, oh, you're really fake. Like you're really not yeah. a genuine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I'm really fake sometimes. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it like, it was like, this is really accurate it, as far as like a youth group that's acting fake. In have high you school. heard of the movie 13? Uh, it's, it's a little bit before your all's time, I, I think. think so. maybe, maybe you no, might have had a no, chance to see I, it. I don't think I've seen it. So when I was doing uh, my, my first bout of college in at Bible College, our one of our professors said, you need to watch the movie 13. And I'm like, okay. He, rated R. It's a it's a pretty rough movie, mm-hmm. and but it's about a teenager who just turned 13 and just her struggles. And, and like, it, it's it's gritty. Like, it's really gritty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty bad. So... To Save a Life, to me, reminds me of like a Christianized, a little more watered-down version of 13. Because 13 yeah. has the language, it has the sex, it has yeah. a lot of stuff in it that wouldn't make it into a Christian film. Yeah. And so, it, it, it to me, like you said, becomes a little more real. Yeah. So, but, can we stop you for a second? Do Christian movies have to be family-friendly? I would say no. So that's Can a what, Christian movie feature... Uh, and I know this is going to be controversial. Like, if a Christian movie has more than like two cuss words in it, is it can't be a Christian movie? If a Christian, because like when we talk about Christian movie, we're like made by Christians for Christians. We have an idea of what it means. Yeah, and so it's yeah. like if a Christian movie is like John Wick, but then like halfway through the movie, <laughs> he like discovers Jesus is like trying to change. Like, <laughs> he, does, he, it, does that like could that still be a Christian movie? He right? gets pulled out of. Okay, I, I think of like I think of one of my coworkers who is pulled out of drug addiction, yeah. and through Mercy Street, through yeah. through that ministry, and is still very rough around the edges. Yeah. But like you can see him making an effort. Yeah. But I think he's still the, got the rough edges. I think that's the, my biggest issue with a lot of the Christian movies is that they try so hard to be family friendly that they're just inaccurate. It's like, mm. and that's why I I actually really appreciate to say they're all life. drinking beer out of like monster cans wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen that. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. yeah. But that's what I appreciate about save, to save a life is that it's it's not just for the you know Christians. Yeah. It's for anybody like this is a movie that can impact more than just christians yeah. and i'm like okay i think to save a life goes on for that reason mm-hmm. there's a lot of you know like courageous is good but it's just like it doesn't really hit as real it's not yeah. it's not so realistic as you know like this is real genuine gritty stuff are you in agreement man i i like both these movies i think we're going to be underselling courageous for the sake of pushing to save a life forward yeah um good both and there good might be movies. a little bit of nostalgia involved in this one we're like i watched it to save a life younger and as a kid in youth group it just hit really hard with me i don't think it's going to have the same impact if you're like a 40 year old guy watching <laughs> it for the first time right uh you're gonna be like these kids need to stop being so whiny <laughs> um but i do want to talk about to save a life more and if we push it on further, then we get to do that. So right. okay. I'm gonna, I am going to go to save a life versus war room later. I think that's a more interesting matchup than courageous versus war room. Which so I, feel like I will movie. say I would vote for to save a life, but in, for the sake of not making it a three-way split, yeah. I'm going to vote for courageous. Plus you've been wrong. Because of wool. So because of wool. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to go to the other side of the bracket. We had our first four of the Elite Eight. Uh, other side of the bracket really quickly, maybe really quickly, we have Veggie Tales. And we're just going to go VeggieTales as a whole. Okay. All right. The shows and the movies. <laughs> not which, new VeggieTales, though. Not new VeggieTales. No. no. Which is just... Because nice. they've gone woke, yeah. by the way. It's, like, it's VeggieTales like is not crap. good right now. Um, Disney. It's just a Disney show. It's Disney VeggieTales. Yeah. <laughs> so... And then Prince of Egypt. 
Yeah. So Prince of Egypt is definitely the one on here with the biggest budget. It had the most. It started it's, DreamWorks. It's DreamWorks, exactly, yeah. which is a huge uh, it was the kickoff for DreamWorks. They put in so much time, effort, love behind it. I think it has Val Kilmer in it. I think it has, uh, I think Lori was saying it has uh, the guy from Schindler's List, right? Ralph, Ralph, Ralph Fiennes? I don't know. Um, I don't know. This is your world, not mine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the music in it is incredible. Really is, yeah. Um, yeah. And on the other side, you have a show that I heard, once heard a non-Christian describe as it features religion and vegetables. A kids show about two things that children hate. <laughs> so, wow. but who doesn't like silly songs with Larry? Let's be honest. Yeah, like, he is an adult. <laughs> can you not just yeah. do, do, do visions of just happiness and color just come to mind when you when you start singing oh where is my hairbrush and and uh care um, everybody's got a water buffalo right (laughs) yours is fast and mine is slow simon where do they come from i don't know but everybody's got a water buffalo and (laughs) veggie tales man i have like 15 of them in my house into this was like a theology theological like thing and then so the songs of larry shows up and you're like oh no this song's about cheeseburgers that wasn't Uh, larry that was love songs with mr lunch Uh, all right that was not that was not larry wow brad's knowledge of veggie tales so if we were going to pick pick a veggie tales to represent it would be uh the jonah one ah see i would disagree okay what would you pick i would pick rag shack and benny so you would pick an episode. Okay. Yeah, I'd pick an episode. Okay, I would pick a feature-length film okay. in the Jonah one. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, to go up against Prince of Egypt, I'm, trying to, <laughs> try, I'm not going to... Trying to give it a chance. Yeah, um, yeah this, this should have been the final matchup. I shouldn't be hating VeggieTales as much as I am, but it's Prince of Egypt. It's Prince of Egypt for Simon, all right? Yeah. I, I'm going VeggieTales because... Really? I like Prince of Egypt, don't get me wrong, but... It, 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 it's better quality. It's got more money behind it. It's it's it did. It kicked off DreamWorks. We don't get Shrek if it's not. For we we don't get Shrek. Yes, oh, yeah. I agree. I agree with you on all of those fronts. But it, this, I think, is nostalgia. This is sitting at home singing silly songs with Larry and 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 watching. You know, this was a God Christian is bigger alter- than the boogeyman. This was a Christian alternative to Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon yeah. and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman. Like. We wanted to watch Saturday morning cartoons, and Mom was like, "Oh, it's too scary. Watch Veggie Tales." Uh, <laughs> well, they they yeah actually told Bible stories, like yeah. legitimate Bible stories in a kid friendly way. Because yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the destruction of the city of Jericho is not necessarily kid friendly when you get down to the nitty gritty of it. But they did it in a way that was yeah. that was good. The the fiery furnace, not necessarily super family friendly story, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But they yeah. did it, and and they did it well. And and so I just I liked. I like VeggieTales, so I'm 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 going VeggieTales for okay. nostalgia purposes and for what it did for a generation of of kids. Again, <laughs> Prince of Egypt. Don't get me wrong; it this may not have been the best first round matchup. Can I just can I just say like we're arguing about VeggieTales or Prince of Egypt? Well, like, back. And like Brad is like strongly like arguing <laughs> VeggieTales. Like, hey, no man, shame, I no shame. Never realized how young you were. <laughs> I'm not. It's, how it's, old are you? It's did because you watch Prince I'm, of Egypt in theaters. Yes. And did you watch VeggieTales at like 15? No, VeggieTales has been around for a long time, dude. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. um, Yeah. Honestly, like, this should, Simon's right. This should be the last. It should be VeggieTales and Prince of Egypt at the end. Like, this is a hard one to just start off with. Very, 
Very we hard. lost fireproof along the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Prince of Egypt is very well done. Very uh, a very good movie. Uh, VeggieTales has, I think, I think VeggieTales has more biblical uh, just accuracy, maybe, or just like something that's like it's, okay, it's a little bit stronger. Moses was played by a cucumber. <laughs> don't tell me which one's more good than the actor you don't know you weren't there <laughs> yeah that is the one knock on Prince of Egypt is it's like okay that's not how it plays out in the bible yeah but it's so good it's, it's really, it's really good. well done it's yeah really and so that, this is a very hard hard one to talk about but and I no representation say, of the Moses stories how it plays out in the bible really yeah, in film true. even in Ten Commandments for whatever reason yeah. it's very hard to do yeah um, I will say though that VeggieTales is bigger and it, it, but for me as a kid and like, I will show my kids VeggieTales because it will help them understand the Bible a little bit better. And it's like Prince of Egypt, I'll definitely show them that too, but they only get the Exodus story. Like that's all you get. Whereas VeggieTales, you get, it's bigger. That's right. all I, I can like, say. I like where this is going. If you're talking about quality, yes, I would say Prince of Egypt. If you're talking about the quantity, VeggieTales explained, can explain most of the Old Testament. Uh, so more effective, I think. And this so, is true. If Duke was allowed to put 10 people on the court, they would get through the first round of <laughs> March Madness as well. And, so. and that's what it's coming down to. So I'm pushing VeggieTales through. Oh, man. What, maybe an upset. I am maybe an upset. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one. Mine and Lorga's final two was Fireproof versus Prince <laughs> of, uh, of Egypt. All right. Ooh, you're out. <laughs> we just got knocked out of the tournament. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Next that, match. I, we had. We got to move forward. We got to keep pushing forward. So I win. We got. We got to push forward. So the next one is the battle of what you call this battle of Bible stories. What? What is it? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Versus one night with the king. One night with the king versus risen. Yeah. One night. Yeah. But risen's not a Bible story. It's a fictionalized version. And risen. So risen is about the centurion, right? Yeah. Roman centurion. Yeah. Sees Jesus. Sees the whole life. Of Jesus helps kill Jesus. And then sees him after his resurrection. He doesn't help kill him. So he he never meets Jesus. Uh, oh, he comes totally. in. He comes in afterwards. He's like a private eye brought in from like Chicago to New York. Sort of is like how you could imagine this in modern days. Okay. He hasn't seen any anyone, and then he's brought in to like solve this mystery because everyone else is too close. And the Pharisees are like, "Oh, these Romans and Germans are saying they saw this thing that couldn't have happened, so we have to bring you in." Uh, so he hasn't met Jesus before. He hasn't met his disciples. He gets brought in, and he has to prove that Jesus didn't rise from the dead. And he has a hard time doing that. Well, yeah. Because he did. did. That's the plot twist in a Christian. It's like, uh, he did it. I found his body. And then One Night with the King is just Esther's story. The story of Esther. Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. I watched it. Um, If I remember, it's been a while, but if I remember right, pretty accurate and, and really well done. Just another one of those pretty solid, like... Good quality, decent acting, okay. good script. I mean, one night with the king old lands with a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, read some, read some of those. I, don't know, I didn't screenshot. Oh, you didn't screenshot those. Okay, they weren't as good. The only good ones were the Shack. I found another good one for the Shack. A joyless, cheesy Christian faith-based <laughs> drama that might not even appeal to mice. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> and it that, moved that, on. That's, and it God's not dead. That went further than the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> You play the games you're given, okay? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the committee decided. I'm sorry. We can't, you know. I'm sick. <laughs> so, well, back to One Night with the King versus Risen. Uh, I have not seen Risen. I've seen One Night with the King years ago. So, I'll kick this one off. Watching the trailer for Risen, I was very intrigued. Like, it's so good. 
I want to see this film. I'm going to find it. I'm going to watch mm-hmm. it. And because of that, I'm moving Risen on to the next one. Risen is excellent. When I watched it, I was like, if I were going to make a Christian movie, this is the path I would go. Because I was fresh, probably within the same year, off of watching Son of God. And you go out of Son of God and you go, well, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. That's, and it makes you so mad because you have these Bible stories that's like, why can't you just do it accurately? And Risen The script go- is already written for you. Yeah. Right there. And Risen goes, <laughs> what if we don't write on the most popular Bible story in the world and instead just like do this side thing that isn't in the Bible yeah. so we can do whatever we want. Kind of fictional, but based on true. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's the right thing to do with, yeah. with a lot of Bible stories so that you don't like make people go, well, that's not right. That's not right. If you want free range as an artist, don't write a historical piece, write a right. side piece to the Bible that, mm-hmm. that could be true, could not be true. So right. um, it's excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, and it, like, even the first scene of Risen, isn't it like this big war scene? People get destroyed by boulders or something. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, that's pretty cool. They like, are fighting against uh, Barabbas. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, literally, like, swords are out. There are literally mm-hmm. this blood everywhere. It's yeah. just like, okay, it's not just a cheesy Christian movie. It had a great plot and everything to it. So, and yeah. it's so smart. Even the disciple that he interacts with the most is Bartholomew. Who doesn't get doesn't a single line of dialogue, yeah. has no personality in the Bible. Uh, yeah. You can just write him however you want in the movie yeah, and like no yeah. one can be offended. So cool. uh, it's so smart. Yeah, so Risen moves on. We all agree. I think yeah, so. J- uh, sorry if you love One Night with the King. We didn't have much to say. Say it's, something good about One Night movie. with the King. That's too cool. <laughs> it has Gimli. That's uh, why I saw the trailer. You know, I'm, I'm a little too sexist to like One Night with the King. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Totally yeah, kidding. No, all right, the on. women-led <laughs> films aren't really winning here, right, yeah. guys. That's fair. Um, That's fair. All right. No, one room went on. It's yeah. woman-driven. All right, so. This one is musicals. The next one is musicals. Yeah, well, not really. Based on true stories. All Well, no. three of the four based on true stories. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this next one I think is very easy. Shouldn't be much discussion. It's I Still Believe, the story of Jeremy Camp and his you know, his whole yeah. thing with his wife and his first wife and all that. Not that he was divorced. Go see the movie. I'm not going to... Yeah. His story's out We there. might have to spoil it if we, we get much further it. in the bracket. Yeah. And then the movie A Week Away. Now, I've never seen A Week Away. A Week Away. A Week Away. A Week Away. Here's why it's on here because I just want to make fun of it for a second. Yeah, that's good. Like, that's the only reason why it's on here. So... I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer. I watched the trailer. Okay. At Winter Jam this year... At Winter Jam, this this iteration of Winter Jam, I went because I wanted to see Skillet. It had been a long time since I've seen him. And the guy who is the lead in A Week Away... Came out for Skillet? Came... No. Right. <laughs> was the headliner. No. John Cooper's <laughs> been canceled finally. <laughs> <laughs> he was there, and he like came out and sang this song, and it was obvious he was lip-syncing. Had a full band, but the only band members on stage were a bass player and a guitarist. Huh. Not sure if he was actually someone's phone's like buzzing. The... Oh, you have to leave, don't you? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> just super cheesy, super terrible. So, a week away is a trailer. I think everyone needs to watch because this is the Christianized version of like High School Musical so meets whatever that Jonas it's Brothers Church Camp, Camp movie. The musical, yeah, it's Church Camp. The Church musical. Camp. That's the musical, musical. yeah, and. And it has this, like, Stephen Curtis Chapman's name is on it somewhere, King and Country. I remember hearing the song Place in This World by Michael W. Smith. That song came out, like, 
early to or mid to late nineties. Like, why is that song making a reappearance in a teenager based film? Like, I don't. Okay. No teenager is singing the song "Place in This World." Sorry, Michael W. Smith, it's just not a thing. Like, you're kind of old. So, why is your music still coming popping up? Uh, it I wanted to look for like horrendous. I wanted to look for like so songs bad. to make fun of like the lyrics, and I like didn't even like go that far. I was like, I'm done yeah. with this. So the most egregious thing, everyone here has seen The Office, right? Yes, Todd Packer. So if you haven't seen The Office, <laughs> let me discuss a character that turns people, Christians usually, off of The Office because of how hard he is to watch. He dresses like a a nun at one point during The Office. That's like. A bad nun, like like it's awful. It's, this character only comes raunchy. on to make crude jokes yeah. and like the worst in the series. He is in this Christian <laughs> film. As soon as I saw him, I was like, he's what? like the camp owner. He's the director of the camp. He's like the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, oh, what is he yes. gonna say? Like watching yes. the trailer, you're just like waiting for him to do something horrible. Also, like, the, to a kid, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> the lead, the lead, uh, the lead actor. I can't remember KJ uh, Appa or uh, KJ Jappa. I don't know his name. This guy, uh, who is supposed to be like, I'm assuming 15. Maybe sure. sixteen in this in this movie, uh, my man's like doing his one of his singing numbers and he raises his hand and my man's got like this giant tattoo <laughs> on his, under, under his arm. I'm like, that what what sixteen year old outside of like inner city has like a giant tattoo on their arm like that? Realistically, that just ma- that took me out of it too. I'm like, this is. You, yeah, you should not have a tattoo. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Didn't mention Jesus at all from my eyes. This would be like, a fun, like, uh, rooted watch along. But they sang Michael W. Smith. Yeah. So. Something, yes, but. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the plot didn't make any sense to me. So. so we need to set this up that, like, we're watching a place in. Not, oh, not a place in. A week away. <laughs> we're watching a week away with, like, the pod set up, and, like, you guys can watch it at home. And we're just going to talk through how terrible this movie is. Like, this this is the only reason we have this on this break. We're not even talking about I Still Believe. We're just like, this that movie, one, that we just song, wanted right? to talk about how bad one. the trailer for A Week Away looks. All right, all right. We got to move on, though. Yeah. yeah, I Still Believe. I Still Believe moves on. Moves it beats. It beats it. We're going to talk about I Still Believe whenever it goes up. Soul Surfer versus I Can Only Imagine. Soul Surfer being the uh, young lady who was surfing. This is the Quaid off, by the got, way. Yeah, it is the Quaid off. Dennis Quaid in both. Mm-hmm. Soul Surfer. Uh, a, a, a young girl gets bit by a shark, gets true her story. arm taken off. True story, based on true, true story. And she overcomes that and surfs. And wins. And wins? Does she win? Did she win she in real does. life, too? Well, and Jesus. And Jesus is in there somewhere. <laughs> and Philippians 4.13. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot I, of, yeah. a lot of, uh, I could do all things through him. Like, it was pointed out to me by my parents, I think. Like, they keep saying through him who gives me strength. Like, they don't want to mention God. Well, not even that. Like, a verse taken out of context. Like, it's, yeah. you know. I can surf with one arm through God. Like, like that's, like, legitimately, like, the <laughs> yeah, first yeah. Uh It's also, that's a true story. And I hope that, like, that was, her, like, her anthem. And, like, she represented Christ. And... Uh, literally Thursday, I was subbing at the school, and they put this movie on. I was like, "Whoa, okay, so like they're showing a faith-based movie in school, so like yeah. that that's great." But um, I haven't seen. I can, I still. I, I can only imagine. I haven't seen. I can only imagine. So you haven't seen it yet? No, have you all? Yes. Yeah. All right. So I you actually, all pick. I actually got emotional during that movie. Yeah, yeah. That's the first like, thing. Oh, I can only imagine <laughs> is a fantastic song. I played like. I've done like funerals before, like playing music, and they're like, "Can you play?" I can only imagine. I'm like, "No, I cannot play." I can only imagine. Like, 
you don't understand what this does to me. <laughs> right. Like, and that's true yeah. for everybody. Fantastic song. Very well written anyway. One of the best Christian but songs ever written. Outside of that, the story of why how it was written makes it 10 times better. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, Soul is okay, but also very cliche, very weird. Bad acting, also. Bad acting. Uh, I can only imagine good acting, good story, true story. Okay. So, Soul Surfer, she, she it has this church at the, where she lives, and and they have a mission trip, and she's like, oh, I have this surfing thing, can't go on the mission trip. She gets her arm bitten off, um, which is, you know, awful terrible for her. And then, like, it shows her meeting the mission team at the airport, asking if she can go on the mission trip. Which is just like, if you've ever been on a mission trip, <laughs> it's like, this so strange is just not going to work. Like, they've been preparing for, like, months for this. Yeah. They paid so much money, and she's like... Hey guys, I just got my arm bitten off. Can I? Go Can I still go? And I'm like, there's no way that's what actually happened. And like, yeah. it, just like from like a church perspective, you're like, that's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep, yeah. That's basically right. how I felt. I can All only right. imagine. All right. The Elite Eight is set. We have the Shack versus Left Behind via Nick Cage. We have War Room versus the Elite To Save a Life. <laughs> we have VeggieTales versus Risen. And we have I Still Believe versus I Can Only Imagine. The shack I really like the right side of this bracket. I do too. <laughs> the, the, the left side struggles. Yeah. All right. So the elite eight to move on to the final four. Our first uh, elite eight matchup: the shack versus left behind. Nicholas Cage version. Uh, Simon, go. We're gonna let's do this, some quick one hitters on if this. I'm watching March Madness, and we're the elite eight. The shack to me is uh, is UK. It's a team that no, that I that you got to get knocked out. Like it's a team that you're like, I don't want to meet them in the championship. We gotta Muting get this team out of your here. Mic. Yeah, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> and then, uh, but then like, we put like who, who even Nick Cage up against them, and this is like, green crap. <laughs> and this is like uh, if Ball State made it into like the Elite Eight, like just like on a whim, and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna do the job. <laughs> um, in my mind. If we're talking about the better movie, it's probably The Shack. But I'm going to go with the same argument I used earlier, that if you replace the lead of The Shack with Nick Cage, <laughs> it, would be, it would be better. So I'm going to go with The Left Behind Nick Cage. All right. Because you <laughs> disparaged UK. Disparaged UK for no reason. You took shots out of nowhere. I was trying to backhand compliment them. I'm like, you won them out because they're going to win the chip. You don't want to see them in the end. I have to pick the Shack because you uh, compared them to UK. And so I picked the Shack, Atticus, to the tiebreaker. Uh, well, I'm not a UK fan, but uh, I don't really know. I really don't care for either of these movies. So, And I haven't watched either of them. So I really don't care. But based off the... Uh, trailers. I'm actually just gonna go with Left Behind because the shot was right. confusing. I didn't You're the worst. All right, it's fine. Left Behind uh, Nick Cage was like rated like the worst movie of its year. By the way, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we buried that. That like won like every Razzie, and yet it is in the final four. So <laughs> it's definitely the underdog should not be here. Should not have made it this far. All right. So the next Elite Eight matchup that will face Nicolas Cage in the final Welcome four. Welcome to the championship. Is this movie War right? War Room versus To Save a Life. Yeah, I like this matchup. Yeah, I do like this good. matchup. This is actually one that is kind of tough to pick. Yeah. Uh, I'll start it off. I'm going to go ahead and pick To Save a Life just for the sole purpose that it actually shows a gritty version of Christianity that we don't get very often. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. For me, I'm thinking what movie tonight, if I was going to watch a movie, do I want to watch? Uh, and Also, we, we didn't talk about this. Uh, popular conservative pundit, uh, not pundit maybe, but uh, uh, host Stephen Crowder 
uh, was a child actor. He he was in this movie uh, as the antagonist for much of it. Um, so anyway, if you are a Steven Crowder fan or aren't a Steven Crowder fan, you could enjoy the, that aspect. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm thinking what movie did I enjoy and which one would I want to watch again? Which one would I want to show my friends? Mm-hmm. For me, it's to save a life. I think... I think it's once again the Shack versus Left Behind of like which one's better versus which one would I want to watch. For me, I think War Room is probably the better movie and was a phenomenon among Christianity. Right, um, had more of an impact, maybe had more of an impact. Yeah. Um, but maybe I'm just disappointed that To Save a Life has kind of faded into obscurity. It did. It was the last movie added to this list, and we're all like, man, that movie had some sort of impact on each yeah, of us, yeah, touched yeah. each of us individually. So I don't. I don't know either of these win the championship at the end, but I do like to save a life a lot. Yeah. I, I was sound on that. And it's like, I think I, I want to sit down with my friends and be like, you guys want to watch War Room? <laughs> but to save yeah. a life is one that I could see going, you know, it hits more than just the church. And mm-hmm. like, as other War Room can do a lot, I think to save a life can do more outside of the church. And so I appreciate that. I think to so. save a life should be shown in schools. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I think War Room should also be shown in schools, but like <laughs> to save a life, like for high schoolers, it's yeah, like, hey, here's some like real world stuff. Think Again, about it, teen pregnancy. If think you about think about the, the movie bullying. 13, yeah. you probably can't show that in schools. It yeah. is rated R and it's rated R for a very good yeah. reason. Yeah. You could show a more tame version yeah. of it with To, to Save a Life. life. That. So that's yeah. really cool. All right. So moving on is going to be uh, To Save a Life. To Save a Life in the Final Four. Behind. All right. Age. So the first two set, uh, the first now match for the final four is set. The lead of to save a life. <laughs> <Nick Cage. laughs> All right. So the next elite eight matchup: Veggie Tales versus Risen. Veggie Tales. Uh, this is a pretty yeah, tough one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna let Atticus start this one off. Uh, I just same arguments. I think Risen is a fantastic movie. Uh, very well done. Uh, Veggie Tales is one that I could show my kids, and it will teach them the Bible. And with vegetables, so <laughs> kind of a little bit accurate. Uh, Adam and Eve were squashes, <laughs> Dad. <laughs> yeah. So are you? Are yeah, you I'm team vegetables? All right. I was really hoping that this would be Risen versus Prince of Egypt, and I would be like, I love Risen so much, but Prince of Egypt is excellent and deserves to win the whole thing. So, um, for me, I am once again going the movie that. I would watch tonight. I would show it to my friends. Um, the movie that I think is great and uh, probably teaches less theologically, but yeah. I think is just the better Christian movie. And so it, the one that I want to represent at the end is Risen. And so I'm going Risen. I don't think I'm going to get, I don't think I'm going to get Brad's vote though. I might actually surprise you on this one. Again, a movie I haven't seen, but just based on the trailer alone, Mm -hmm. I want to watch it. I would watch this movie before watching VeggieTales again. I love VeggieTales, don't get me wrong. At my age. Of course, of course. (laughs) VeggieTales is valid for all the reasons Atticus said, for all the reasons that I said. I I think it's great. I think all kids should watch early Mm VeggieTales, it's a great tool. It might make you not want to eat vegetables, which might be because I don't want to eat Bob the tomato. Like I, I don't know, maybe it, right. it becomes a yeah. scary well, thing for kids. This sounds like a good thing. <laughs> I, I know you, the bomb guard will say tomatoes, but uh, so I'm going to go with Risen, a movie yeah. I haven't seen. I am totally picking the final four. Risen is a great so, one. So if, all right, the, if this podcast means that we have Risen and to save a life at the end, and people are like, I'm going to learn about this, these and movies. We'll talk about that in a second. Like that's awesome for me. Yeah. I love that. All right. 
fi- uh, the final matchup in the Elite Eight to face Risen in the Final Four is I still believe, and I can only imagine. Yeah. We're gonna, let's go into I still believe for just a second because we didn't get to in the first thing because we just roasted a week away. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have been a Jeremy Camp fan from his first song. I think his first album with his first single being I Still Believe, I Still Believe might be my favorite Christ, contemporary Christian song of all time. Mm-hmm. I love the message behind it. When I found out the story, I'm getting cold chills just thinking about it. When I, mm-hmm. The story behind the song, I love everything about it. And that movie, again, I got super emotional in that movie. I, I cried like a four-year-old child when I watched it. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. Um, the story of him, you know, meeting the love of his life. She has cancer. They end up getting married on the uh, honeymoon. She relapses. You spoil everything. Yes, you do. Okay, his story. Fine. His story is very. If you out want there. to watch this and not get a spoiler, like skip I to knew his story this. before the movie came out yeah. because he's very open about it. I've yeah. seen him in concert. He talks yeah. about it on stage, but he. Um, you know, she dies very quickly after their honeymoon. Like they were not married very long. Um, obviously, didn't they didn't have any kids. And she, in the midst of that heartbreak and that trauma, he writes this song, and, and it basically launches his career, which is amazing. But the song itself is just so well written. Um, so I am very much team. I still believe. I can only imagine again one of the best Christian songs ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, great movie, good acting, yeah, good story, good script, everything about it. Amy Grant shows up, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but. For me, for what it's worth, for just my personal impact, as far as what the song that impacted me the most was, was I Still Believe. So, therefore, that movie, for me, gets my vote. Yeah, because you go. Um, the only thing I had to say about that, I Still Believe had a guy from Riverdale, right? So, yeah, I thought that that could be brought up because we talked yeah, about I mean, Todd Packer from... Yeah. Uh, so, he actually brought in a lot of people, too, who were big Riverdale fans. So, mm-hmm. it, that's kind of cool that... Is that the they, guy that was, like, the lead? Yeah, he's so the lead of Riverdale. Didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. The lead in I Still Believe is the mm-hmm. lead in Riverdale? Yeah. yeah. Don't think yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. watched Riverdale. Riverdale. Yeah, me neither. I've just seen that part in the trailer. Um, but yeah, so that brought in a lot of people I've heard for I Still Believe, which is cool. I feel like I Still Believe, though, they didn't really, did they really, the song says I Still Believe, like, in your faithfulness. I think it's really cool. Um, but I don't really feel like he talked much about Jesus. The gospel wasn't super center in that. I'm not sure. Uh, I can only imagine really was either. Uh, I can't remember very well on that one. So I can only imagine to me, it, it, it chronicled the struggle of the band Mercy Me. Yeah. Like, it talks about the writing of the song and what yeah, prompted yeah. it, the death of his grandfather and that whole... Death of his father. Oh, was it his father? It was, Sorry. Yeah. yeah, the death of... The, like, it chronicled that, of course, but, like, a lot of it was about them, like, in a van yeah. traveling the shows and struggling yeah, yeah. to make it, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. then I Can Only Imagine came out, Amy Grant picked it up, and their career exploded. And then yeah. so it, it... Yes, it had the Christian message behind it and why the song was written... But it focused a lot more on Mercy Me making it as a band and Bart yeah. Millard making it as an artist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas Jeremy Camps was a lot more, this is a real struggle of my faith right now. Yeah. Why did this happen? Yeah. And I, I definitely coming out of that. I still believe has a more powerful message. Both great songs, though. Like, could cry to either of those. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, great, great movies in general. Uh, these, both of these could be in the final two if they made it that, yeah. that way. But, um, yeah, I still believe. I, I agree. I think it goes. Oh, I've only seen. I still believe. So I can only speak to that one. And um, anyway, uh, I I think think it was good. I think it's. And I've heard. I read reviews on. I can only imagine. It seems to fall into the same thing of like, if we got some of these Christian producers out of these movies, 
probably be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were definitely an uptick in Christian movie quality that that we're getting to see in the past two years. Yeah. So um, I, I really enjoyed I still believe. I will say one thing, last thing about it. I really like, Jeremy Camp has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. And they didn't try to do that in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. they let the guy that starred as Jeremy Camp just say, use his mm-hmm. actual voice. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded nothing like him. Yeah. But I think if it did sound like him, it would have taken me out of it. And it would have made the movie, they went for made the, the movie worse. They yeah. went for the actor over the lookalike. Yeah. Which yeah. Is well, not even look like the sound alike. Because yeah. his voice is so distinct mm-hmm. and kind of different. Mm-hmm. You all listen to some Jeremy Camp guys, by the way. Like, honestly. His, how do we lose His Jeremy first Camp? two or three albums albums are phenomenal well because he got commercialized honestly like he became the cookie cutter christian radio yeah, artist yeah. and the first two albums he did were phenomenal yeah and i still stand by both those albums as like if we did a album bracket of like my childhood those first two would be yeah it is <laughs> well okay my era because i think yeah. you're all's era of christian music is garbage but that's <laughs> not <laughs> too wrong christian radio is great but, yeah so jeremy camp he did. He trailed off because he got commercialized. Yeah, I think you're right. So, so anyway, so I still believe moves on. I still believe moves on. Our final four: to, uh, Nicholas Cage left behind to save a life. Risen and I still believe. All right, <laughs> we haven't. Brad, how much of this bracket have you seen? Fifty percent. I've seen like fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent. I've seen seventy-five percent. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. So, final four matchup number one is uh, Nicolas Cage left behind versus to save a right. life. This is too easy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage to can't save a win life. This. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Our willpower pushed this to the end. This yeah, is great. That's yeah. true. <laughs> What's the biggest, like, this team should have been in the championship and appeared in, like, NCAA's champ- uh, history? Uh, hist- history, I don't know, but recent history was. Um, Chicago Loyola making okay. it to the to the final four. Okay, but I want championship. Is it just like one of the UNC teams that showed up? And but like, uh, uh, everything? Butler. Okay, Butler. B- Butler. Okay. Yeah, when, cool. when they did it a couple times. Yeah. So no, to so save a life is like the Louisville of this bracket. Right? How dare you? Now that's vote against it. All right, I'm going for Nicholas Cage. There, you my lost. vote is sealed. You lost. Yeah, I, okay, I'm, I know I'm losing, which is why I'm okay with it. But because you made them the filthy red chickens, I can't. I can't do it. Like, I'm just saying, Louisville was well represented in the movie, it, it, and that's whatever. All right, so save a life is right, moving yeah, on to the championship. Yeah. Uh, we should have shot this podcast in the Louisville arena. I feel like we should. have. <laughs> All right, Risen versus I still believe. I think this one actually might be a little yeah, should be difficult. Uh, it is. Are know. you gonna go? I'm I going. Still I still believe. Okay. Uh, from I'm the beginning, when I made this bracket, I still believe was in my championship. Okay. So uh, Risen. But I like. It, Risen. I'm good with Risen. Risen doesn't make it past Prince of Egypt in my mind. Um, but since it did. I'm fine with us going I Still Believe over Risen just so that we can say we saw, all three of us saw both the movies in this final. Um, I think Risen is the better of the two movies. Cinematically, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Uh, I do need to rewatch Risen. I'm not going to say Risen was a flawless movie. Um, but well done for a Christian movie. Like, it, it blew my socks off for like expecting what I expected from a Christian movie versus what I got. And gospel like it's during jesus's era too like it's not mm-hmm. just like an old testament yeah it like had war in a gospel ish movie like, that doesn't happen often <laughs> they're doing a sequel to the bachelor of the christ i wonder if they go with a similar route of like yeah. proving what happens yeah. after his and i think i think risen also tries to make an argument for why the resurrection had to have happened right 
which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is theology, there is apologetics. Um, but if we're if you advocates, you're the tiebreaker. Which yeah. I which I don't have a master's degree in, by the way. You're a master of apologetics. How about that? I think if you could put these in <laughs> genres kind of thing, Risen, you have like it's like an action movie. And then, you know, it literally has action, it's investigator. So it's kind of just like what's your genre kind of thing. As far as like, what do you want to watch tonight? Uh, well, Risen is the action movie. I still believe is like the good date night, you know, lovey, kind of tearjerker, sad, yeah, um, sweet. Movie. Girls cry during. I still believe. I and cried during. I still believe. I cried during. I got teary eyed during. I still believe. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's kind of just like I would, I would watch either any of these, the top three that we have so far. I'd watch any of them with my friends. They're top all, four. Nicholas Cage. I, I mean, that. I would like. I'm, I I'm, I'm going out. to watch Nicholas Cage. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm not. I have to. to. <laughs> I have to. Um, but yeah, so it's really if we want to do, I still believe it's cool with me. Risen's cool with me. I think they're both very equal. Honestly, it's just do you want to watch action tonight or do you want to watch a sad? Got to make a decision. Got to be definitive. Somebody has to win. Five seconds left on the clock. Who's hitting the buzzer beater? Jeez. I still believe. Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, j- j- I think we should go high still. I still believe. I still yeah. believe. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the championship, and if I had, man, I, I wish I would have done this. I might do this post. Uh, the the ball is tipped. The 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 um, what is that song? I, I still believe. No, stop. It's the uh, um, <laughs> it's the all, all I can hear in my head though. I know, I know. It's the same way. <laughs> the March Madness song. Uh, one shining moment. Like we, oh, I man. need one shining moment. I might. Post edit post because okay. it needs to happen. Do we have the rights to that song? That doesn't matter. That's so great. Um, we're small enough; we won't get sued. Okay. It's cool. We'll get a <laughs> ce- we might get a cease and desist. Okay. It'll be fine. Uh, so, to save a life versus I still believe in the championship. The late edition. The the we threw out. What did we throw out? Uh, threw out heaven is for real and added to save a life. Mm-hmm. It makes it to the championship. Versus I still believe your gritty raw Would teenage is for real have made it past first. No, absolutely not. Because it was going up against Sorry us, Courageous. Sorry, courageous. Yeah, yeah there's a few in here that are like, yeah. oh, there's some upsets. Yeah. But okay. To save a life, I still believe. Quick hitter, we're running out of time. Again, um, ten seconds we've on the talked clock. Talked about these movies a lot. Talked about them. Who are you picking? I'm picking I still believe. Go for it. I, I'm st- I think Youth lock in. I can show you those movies, and people would be like, "Whoa!" Um, for me, I still believe is a personal story to Jeremy Camp that will impact a lot of people. Uh, it shows the faithfulness of God. It shows. Uh, it gives exposure to an awesome worship song that people should be relying on. Um, to save a life, I think. At least for younger, and not even just younger, but I think for high schoolers, uh, it's still relevant. It, I, it could be timeless mm-hmm. because it, it attacks issues of you're popular in high school. Mm-hmm. It attacks issues of sex. It attacks issues of teen suicide, which isn't going anywhere, unfortunately. Right. And so in my mind, I'm, I'm thinking about how timeless to save a life is. It is what I watched when I was younger. Maybe I'll rewatch it and go, ooh, that acting was way worse than I remember. Uh, there <laughs> it was, happens. It was it a happens. little bit yeah. cringier than I remember. But, and then like also a pro-life message underneath it all of a, of a high schooler, um, you know, having not a teen a, pregnancy. Not aborting, not aborting yeah. the baby. Not aborting yeah. the baby. Um, also just uh, like, there's a scene that always sticks out to me of like the new kid that's trying to find Christ 
shows up at youth group and the youth pastor's like, can we all take a moment of silence? And then like everyone's like whispering to each other. And then, and this new kid gets like so upset that these guys aren't taking their faith seriously and like yells at them. And that scene's something that I always remember. Um, it's a good scene. And it's real. Like that's real, real. youth yeah. groups. And it's yeah. like all these church kids are like, Oh, whatever. Like be quiet. And, and the guy's like, no, let's, let's be quiet guys. Um, so yeah, for me, it's to save a life over. I still believe um, valid, valid choice. I'm okay with either one of these. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I guess my only question: What was the like? Uh, like I know this to the I still believe story pretty well, but to, and to save a life, did he like come to the Lord? He, it, he does. He doesn't like become like a pastor. He like still goes to Louisville. He still to goes basketball. to Louisville. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, he. Um. He's in. He talks to his youth pastor a lot. Um, there's a storyline in it where, like, he's talking to the youth pastor about, like, oh, yeah, she's pregnant. And then the youth pastor and are, like, t- kind of talking about it. And, like, the the preacher's kid hears a report to the preacher. And, like, the preacher is talking to the youth pastor about, like, he's letting this new kid that has a pregnant girlfriend come in and be a leader of the youth group. Be, like, an influence in the youth group. And the pastor's like, is that a good thing? And, and the youth pastor's like, yes, that's a good – that's an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that storyline in it. Um, I don't know. What yeah, I guess I'm just like, what takes this from being like, what makes this a Christian movie? Uh, that's I guess that's fair. Like, uh, uh, uh. Um, it, it church is church is heavily features helping it, the kids. It's, get it's centralized. Things. Yeah, yeah. The, the church and and it yeah. it is real. It's a lot more real than the than the yeah hokey. Everyone, everything works out great in the end. Because honestly, it, it kind of leaves the the if I remember right, it, it's open ended. Right, like. She's still pregnant. She doesn't have the baby no, yet. No, they're not. Exactly, they're not necessarily they together because yeah. I think he goes to Louisville and she stays yeah, back. She stays yeah. And so, like, it's kind of real. Yeah. Like, it's not just a. I mean, both these movies actually are kind of real. Didn't she end up getting into Louisville? I think she ends up. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Either way, like it was more real than yeah. your other stuff, and so like it was like okay, this. This seems realistic. This seems like something that could happen and does happen on a yeah. You know, I wish Austin would have filled out his bracket and like would have had like we could have referred to his bracket and see where his votes would have all went. I bet he hasn't seen three of these. Maybe three. We haven't seen three of these. No, I'm, no, I'm he's saying like he's maybe three. only oh, seen, like, only seen three. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so for me, in the end, uh, I love. I still, uh, I still believe, and um, uh, to save a life. But I just, I think. To save a life is very real. It just doesn't have like the like they just needs to be like that one liner or something that's like brings Jesus into like the like he's really the hero, not this kid, and like what Jesus does for this kid. And I don't see that as much. So I didn't think I was going to go this way, but I'm going with to save or uh, I still believe. I still wow. believe. Yeah, the winner of the Rooted in Logos Woo! Christian movie brackets. Yeah. We have the the crowd is cheering. <laughs> There might be. They're, they're cutting down the net. They're cutting down the nest. There might be one shining moment playing in the background. Uh, Louisville has been defeated. Louisville has been yeah. defeated, yeah. as as every Goliath should be. Uh, not, they're not even Goliath. That gives them too much validity. As every evil empire should be. Uh, that was fun. That, that was, was awesome. Was Thank you guys. I'm, I'm happy that it wasn't just Prince of Egypt bulldozes everything. But I'm sad that it wasn't just Prince of Egypt bulldozes everything. <laughs> it, you know, it's it, funny because it became more serious than I thought it was going to, but it was still yeah. fun and mm-hmm. still. Good. Goofy and still had some. Yeah, it did not go the way I thought. I don't think anyone's bracket ended up how they thought at all. Like, no, that was way different. So (laughs) after this, the the movie I want to watch from it is 
To save a life. Yeah, I want yeah. yeah, to I wanna rewatch To Save a Life. Any, yeah. Anyone else, like, you got a movie you want to watch after watch it? After I this, mean, or? I will probably, honestly, I had three, uh, and they were all three in the final four. I, I want to go back and watch To Save a Life, and I still believe again. Mm-hmm. And I want to see Risen now. Like, yeah. I haven't, I watched the trailer a couple times, like, this actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Let us know when the movie night is. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. I, uh, to Save a Life sounds really, uh, really fun to watch again. So. I'll I'll okay. check out. I can only imagine at some point. It's a, it's definitely it's a I'm, good movie. It's what yeah, I have. Good. I haven't been avoiding it, so I do yeah. want to watch it. Yeah. I have it. You can borrow it if you give it back. Do you have to save a life? I do. Okay. Well, there you go. So I have cool. a lot of these. Ask anyway. Brad. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Like I said, this is gonna be marked as a bonus episode, so it doesn't count bonus. towards our totals or whatever. I got one more on the books that will not involve these two people, so I'll, we'll get to that next week probably and. Um, we're excited to just do some goofy stuff. We're going to do some more of this as we move forward. That's going to be kind of part of our next plan and our next uh, step in this uh, pro- process of doing this podcast. And uh, we'll get to more of that in September. So yeah. uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, until then, stay, stay rooted. rooted. There we go. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye.